Let us pray. Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Bless the speaking and the hearing of your word. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, today, as strange uh, as it might seem to us on New Year's, uh, we are talking about waiting. Have you ever been made to wait? How long did I make you guys wait for that? Too long? I only counted to 15 in my head. But we've all been made to wait at various times in our lives. In fact, um, the comedian Jim Gaffigan, he has a bit where he describes what uh, Disney is like for adults who haven't taken their kids to Disney before. He says, I'm going to help prepare you for what you can expect when you take your children to Disney World or Disneyland, he says, um, imagine that you're at the DMV, and then that's it. That's all he says. (laughs) Of course, he's picking up this idea of waiting on something, uh, although I think probably the things that you're waiting for at Disney are a little bit more exciting than what you're waiting for at at the DMV, especially if you forgot the right paperwork, right? Um, I have a, a good friend of mine who was recently on a trip uh, he was, uh, we have mutual friends uh, back in the place where we had both lived before. And so he had planned a trip to visit these friends, get a little warmer climate, uh, do some hiking and biking with them. Uh, it was a, kind of an exciting thing he was looking forward to. He hadn't seen them in a while. On day two, he broke his collarbone. So he's probably waiting at the emergency room. And then he's waiting or sitting out on all the things. Gosh, this morning I ran into two of you that had surgery over uh, the Christmas break. I think I was told deductibles might be part of the planning on this, right? Uh, But you have some waiting. And for my buddy Joe, uh, not planned, not part of what he was looking forward to doing. And so he's waiting on those things and sitting out those things. And all of us have probably experienced that in some way or another, whether it is... uh, kind of a, a surprising uh, health issue or something that's long-standing. I mean, from my perspective, I've broken my collarbone twice, so I know how this goes. And I can tell Joe uh, in hindsight, hey, it's only six weeks for the bone to heal. That's fine. But do you ever like hearing someone tell you that? No. And especially if you're dealing with something that's kind of more long-running in your life, whether you're waiting on a diagnosis or you're waiting on treatment or you're waiting for the treatment to take effect or you're waiting for a second opinion. We don't like to wait in those spaces, right? That's that's a definition of suffering, to wait, to be passive, right, in expectation of something to change. As we mentioned with the kids earlier, uh, kids are usually pretty eager. This group seemed like they had been up partying a little late last night. Uh, but typically my kids are pretty eager for whatever's coming, right? They can't wait for Christmas Day. They can't wait for us to have these friends over. They can't wait to go to their uh, friend's house or party or something like this. And oftentimes, I don't know uh, other parents, if you've had the same experience, um, 
when I tell my kids, no, we can't, it's not today, today's only Tuesday, we're doing that on Friday, they get mad at me. Like I'm in charge of time. And they see it as some sort of a punishment that's coming their way from me, right? That I'm, I'm punishing them by making them wait on these things. Now, I don't have any control of time, obviously, but uh, it actually makes a lot of sense that we ultimately do direct our frustrations at waiting toward God because He is in charge of all of these things. And so when we are waiting, whether it's for something good and we're telling God what's the hold up, or we're waiting because we're in the midst of pain or suffering and we're saying, can you please get me out of this? It makes a lot of sense that we call out to God and say, I'm done waiting. Let's go. Let's get moving on this. And strangely enough, God often tells us to wait. In fact, in our scripture this morning, uh, kind of an odd one. I know we're jumping from Christmas to the ascension in some ways, right? But kind of an odd one, not just for us today, but also for the disciples when Jesus says, wait here in Jerusalem. Why is this odd to them? Because kind of like you and me on New Year's, uh, they're raring to go. They have seen Jesus fulfill his whole mission, his whole purpose. I mean, he has brought the kingdom of God to people in very real, tangible ways that the disciples have seen. And he has gone to the cross to suffer and die for the sins of the world, and the disciples have seen him raised from the dead. Jesus is victorious. He's the Lord. He's victorious over sin, our sin. He's victorious over death. It doesn't have the last word on you and me. He is victorious over Satan. He, he is the ruler of the world, whatever anyone else is trying to tell us. And the disciples get to see this firsthand. Are you ready to get going? They are. Yes, Jesus is victorious. Let's hit the ground running. Carpe diem, we're going to go, right? Things are actually going to start moving right now. And Jesus says, wait. He pumps the brakes on them, which is so strange to me. Wait. Wait here in Jerusalem until the Spirit comes. Now, we know from God's Word that this is not the only time that uh, people are made to wait. This is why God's Word is so alive for us, because it's not just some foreign, distant, cultural thing that we have a hard time grasping. It's real people experiencing real life just as you and I do right? And the scriptures are filled with people waiting for things. Abraham and Sarah wait for their child. Jacob is made to wait by someone else to marry the woman that he loves. Noah and his family on the ark are made to wait for the water to recede and the dry land to come. And it's not just that people have this experience and we can see it. God actually just tells us flat out, throughout Scripture. I mean, the, the predominant theme of God's instruction in terms of timing is to wait. In the Psalms, it's like 30 or 40 times, wait upon the Lord, be courageous, right? Uh, be patient, look for His deliverance, wait for Him. It happens in the prophets, in Proverbs, it goes through all of these spaces. Waiting seems to be the key experience of God's people. So what about you? What are you waiting for right now. Just think about it for a second. I'm not going to give you an awkward 15-second pause, but just think about what it is that you are waiting for from the Lord. 
How do you experience that waiting? Maybe uh, like my own kids, or I'll just say like me, sometimes waiting feels to us like punishment, like God is withholding something from us that he could just give us right now. And it's hard not to feel that way when we are waiting on these things. And I'm going to tell you what God's Word says. It may not change how you feel about it, but it is helpful for us to know the truth of what God's perspective is on these things for us. Uh, and it comes from our Word in Acts today. There's, a, there's three different things that are said uh, about uh, waiting and God's timing on these things. The first is Jesus tells them, actually the angels tell the disciples as they're looking up into heaven waiting. He says, just as you saw Jesus depart, you will certainly see him come. In other words, God makes a promise and what's his track record of keeping his promises? 100%. It's not like me. I mean, I like to make promises to my kids and try to keep them, but I don't always succeed at that. But God is 100% in making that promise, which means that what we are waiting for is a good thing, not a question mark. You know how it is at the DMV. You can wait in line for hours. And then this happened to us, I think, when when we first moved here. (laughs) I waited in line for hours at the DMV and I got to the front of the line, and I had all my stuff ready to roll. And they said, no, you're missing something. That waiting was in vain. Felt like it to me. And God tells us our waiting with him is not in vain. When he makes a promise, he keeps it. If there's no stipulation. There's no conditionality on this. Our waiting is not because we fail to do something a certain way with God, or we have to kind of get ourselves right with him first, and, and then he'll deliver on it. The condition has been met. In Jesus Christ. And so whatever our experience of waiting, it's not conditional with God. It's a promise from him. The good thing is coming from him, even if it's not the timing that we would like. The second thing that we hear in God's word, and I love how the message translation puts this, because the disciples say, are you at this time going to bring the kingdom, right? Is this, are we done now? Is this ready to go? And uh, Eugene Peterson in that translation says, Uh, that's not your business. Timing is the Father's business, right? Timing is the Father's business. And this is a comfort to me to know that all time is in God's hands. You know how when you're waiting on something and you kind of appeal to the person that you think has power over you, right? In our kid's case, it could be mom or dad. uh, And sometimes they'll try to play you off of each other. So, hey, dad, can I have a cookie right now? No. Well, then I'll go ask mom, right? Uh, or then I'll go ask the next person, or I'll try to go to the next person. And what God is telling us today is that there isn't anyone else that has power over us, because God is in charge of all of these things, right? And, and as we heard last night in our New Year's Eve, if God is for us, who could be against us, right? All timing is in God's hands, which means that you are in God's hands, right? And waiting is not in vain. The third thing that we hear from God's word today is um, timing is not your business, but the Holy Spirit is yours, right? Jesus tells the disciples, you won't receive a timeline, but you will receive the Holy Spirit. In other words, God doesn't make you wait to be for him to be with you right now and to be at work in your life right now. We might be waiting to see the kind of ultimate 
uh, fulfillment of all things, but God doesn't make us wait to be active in our lives. And a lot of times we can do this not necessarily always for each other, but in our own reflection on life, we can look back on a time where we were waiting on something else and then we realize God was doing something else right in the midst of it. And so waiting is not an act of resignation. It is actually an act of faith. Waiting is an act of faith. Uh, a couple of stories in this regard. The sweet uh, lady that I, I only met just before we moved um, here in this town that we lived in before. And in the town, they had had, it's right next to a, a military base, and they had this one strip of, uh, of the town that was kind of a red light district. Well, not kind of. It was a red light district. They had strip clubs and, and an illegal brothel and all kinds of just horrible, it was a very dark place. And I learned uh, years later, um, when we lived there, they didn't have this scenario. I learned that there was this uh, little old lady that lived just a little ways away. And every day, just about every day for years, I mean, close to a decade, she would every day walk the blocks and pray. Now, she didn't have money to change the scenario. She didn't have political influence or whatever else you might need uh, to make it happen. She was waiting for the Lord to do something. And what that waiting looked like was walking and praying and expecting. And her waiting actually made people like me a beneficiary of the Lord's delivering. Because by the time we lived there, that place had been bought out by a Christian organization called Surfing the Nations. It's a play on serving and surfing. They liked surfing. Um, and what they did is they bought up the land, they put a coffee shop in, they leased uh, the other uh, storefronts out to local businesses, and they brought people in, young people in from around the world, and trained them uh, in their faith and in ways to impact their communities. Waiting for her was benefit for others, right? She was anticipating God would redeem those people and that space. And that's what waiting looked like for her. Even in the book of Acts, where, uh, as we'll go through it in the coming weeks, we'll see all kinds of activity, all kinds of things happening. Waiting doesn't, doesn't come to an end in Acts. Later on, uh, in Acts 17, Paul is preparing one mission to the next. And so he stops in the city of Athens, and all he's there to do is wait to meet up with some other apostles to go to another place. That's, in other words, Athens is not on his agenda. I just think about that. You've probably all made agendas for the new year, right? And Athens is not on Paul's agenda. He's just waiting there to meet up with someone to go to the place that he wants to go to. But while he's waiting, the Spirit stirs up in him and he sees all around him all of these idols, all of this busyness, all this activity that leads to nothing. Now we might say, wow, that's strange. What a weird world Paul lived in that people would be caught up in all kinds of activity and busyness that leads nowhere. Not so strange, is it? His heart is stirred up so that he speaks. He is a witness, just like Jesus promised in Acts 1 today. You will be my witnesses. And he gives witness to the way in Jesus Christ. Not the ways of our world and our busyness and our impatience and our grasping, but the way of Jesus. And the Spirit leads him into a, a space where Jesus redeems that waiting with him. 
What about you? What are you waiting for? Whenever you hear that question, that always sounds like a call to action, doesn't it? What are you waiting for? Get going, and then we'll finish the sermon, and then you'll all stand up and cheer and run out the doors and slip on the ice. No. <laughs> right? <laughs> you always hear, what are you waiting for? Is some sort of call to like, I'm going to pull myself up by my bootstraps. I'm going to grab hold of this. I'm going to take charge. But that's not what God means for us. That call is actually a call to trust that things are in his hands, to hope that he will actually deliver on his promises in his perfect timing, to have our eyes and our hearts and our hands open to what the Spirit is doing right now in our midst. Because we know that our waiting on the Lord is not in vain. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen.